Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back. This is the You're an Idiot podcast. I'm your host, B. Gowna Jr. I'm joined by my brother, John. Hello. Happy Sunday, everyone. Yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus uh, for a few weeks now, but we are back. A lot has happened in those few weeks. Um, We'll try and go over a tiny bit of it. I think when we last left off, we were... We spoke with Chris, so it was like I was getting ready to go to Aftershock, but we didn't really. I think did did we go to the wrestling show um, to to see Buddy after the Chris episode? Uh, yeah, it, it was like I think a week or two after. Yeah, yeah, because it was like a week before Aftershock or something like that. Yeah, so we um did that show and that was the first time that i've been to a live wrestling show since pre-teens and uh john I, did you ever go to a show at all in person yeah i mean i i um think i've only ever been to one live show and it, it was at the salem Mar- armory um I must have been five or six or something i, I remember uh we went with uh, mom and dad and I can't remember who who else was all there, but um, probably Chris. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I just remember sit, sit, sitting in the stands, and then uh, I think it, it was either La Parca was there, or it was someone that looked a lot like him, and they had like a tables and chairs match or something. That's... And then I, I just remember screaming out to hit hit the guy with the chair. Yeah, I, I don't remember any of that. I think Doink the Clown was there, or if not Doink, then the the guy that played Doink. And that's I don't, about. I don't a, think, yeah, I, I I think I remember uh, Adam talking about that. Yeah, uh, but you know, like obviously he wasn't in his full Doink outfit that I remember. Right. But yeah, that guy was there. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool that we actually got to go back in person and meet buddy ruth and then watch him in action and the biggest highlight um to probably anybody that would know wrestling at all was el fantasma was there um uh and you know he's a big deal bullet club member with you know all those guys if you know anything about wrestling at all so it was cool too because i recognized the entrance music and he did the two suite which is you know, the whole like NWO, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the two suites where they oh, touch yeah. fingers. Yeah. The, 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 that's their whole thing. Um, you know, and then he even did his homage to Kenny Omega's finisher, which he didn't perform, but, you know, he was trying to. So that was a cool, that was cool to see for me as far as like I'm concerned. Um, I mean, from the get go too, it was a, pretty good show the the whole triple threat threat match oh yeah that that was a crazy crazy one because i mean they were they were like they were going move for for move too so they they're all keeping the pace with each other and just the it, it was like high intensity too like it it didn't really calm down until the match was over no yeah and it's way different too seeing this caliber of athletes and the things that they do now current days which is like tons of jumping off the top ropes tons of flips over the top ropes tons of crazy moves um as opposed to when we were growing up 
watching old WWF, like super fast paced and in, in, intense matches. Well, I, 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 I feel like, um, re- re- wrestling now, I, I mean, like speak, speak, speaking of the old, old days like that, I think that the, these ones are more in, in, in intense, like with the, the newer guys that are cropping up, like they're doing way more acrobatic stuff and more high, high flying. I mean, um, not to jump around too much, but like the Nick Nick Wayne match with uh, L L Phantasmo, uh, like that guy is gonna shoot straight up. He's he's got he's got the the athleticism part down and like the technicality of of how, how he's executing his moves too. He held his own too. That was pretty good. Um, after watching the show. The 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 guy, I mean, there's a lot of guys that kind of impressed me, but like off the get go, um, Titus Alexander, the guy that won the triple threat threat match. Oh yeah, yeah, Dude. that guy. That guy. I, I'm trying trying to think of who he reminds me of, though. There is a guy, but we're not you. You since you don't watch AEW, you won't see it the way that I see it. But you could tell me who you think he he reminds you of, though. I, I'm 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 trying to think 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 of it like I I don't know I, I I can't put my finger on it but yeah he he reminds me of a of a old older rat 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 wrestler yeah so currently there's a guy that he used to fight in Impact now he's in AEW his name is Ethan Page Titus Alexander reminds me of a uh I wouldn't say a younger Ethan Page because who knows if they're the same age or not but um. Yeah, so he he reminds me of him. I mean, it was a good show, and then um, there was a hardcore match between Jason Sullivan and Sonico. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Sonico. That was a crazy, crazy match. It was it was fucking super crazy. It, it was it was just a hardcore match. Uh, fucking street fight. They had they had chairs going. They had trash cans. They had all kinds of stuff and. It was pretty cool too because the area that it, I was uh, sitting at, um, we were like in front of the merch booth, and the action never made it in the ring to start off. I think they they kind of started off on the outside. Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. yeah. So after quite a few trash can shots and whatever else uh, headshots. Um, we kind of glance back and, you know, we could see them fighting. And then all of a sudden we, we just see him go up and straight through the table <laughs> and hits the, hits the concrete. And you could hear that thud too. Like watching it on TV doesn't do it justice to hear it. Yeah. We, we, we heard it over from our, our end too. And I was on my feet trying to, <laughs> trying to crank my, my head up. <laughs> that was one of the uh, most insane yeah, that, things that, that was pretty, that was yeah that that was a pretty in, insane match i mean i think one, one of my favorite moments was uh uh what was the older ret, ret wrestler's name again the guy that sonica was fighting against yeah jason sullivan Oh yeah, yeah, J- Jason Sullivan. I uh, one of my favorite moments was when he 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 puts the trash can on top of Son- Sonico and then just slams a hockey stick right right into it. Yeah, like, cro- crosswise. Yeah, that was like that. That shit probably didn't feel good. And then um, 
like the the little nod that Son- Sonico did to uh, t- to t- Tajiri, yeah, with the the green mist, yeah. Good match. I mean, from top to bottom, though, it was a good show. Glad we went. Got to meet Buddy Ruth. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then I took a picture with El Fantasmo because, you know, who knows when that'll ever happen again. And currently, the last two weeks on Impact, he fought in a triple threat match. And then the Bullet Club fought in a tag team match which was him you know in a couple other guys that are in the group so it was pretty cool to see him you know again and he's a bad guy but it's like well we after seeing him in person it's like well i support him yeah i i i, I was i was cheering for for both sides it was just such a like really exciting match and then i i like at the end i mean despite him playing playing the part part of the bad bad guy he'd still like showed a, a, a lot of uh, re, re, respect for the other wrestler and, you know, said, Hey, in, in two years, we're going to do, do, do this again. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was just like that, that like full, full on respect. Yeah. In the wrestling role, it's called putting him, him over. So oh, yeah. Fantasmo yeah. put, put I'm a Nick rusty on my, yeah. I'm a little rat, rat rusty on my term terminology. Oh, not me. Yep. Not me. I, <laughs> live and breathe wrestling so as i've made that perfectly clear on this podcast um but yeah so they have a new show announcement and you know maybe we'll make it we'll see how the dates work out but definitely got me pumped up again to go and watch wrestling in person um Mm -hmm. yeah so like i said too we've been haven't recorded anything new for a few weeks, but we have had a lot going on. And um, as mentioned before, we were talking to Chris. I was saying that I'm getting ready for Aftershock. And um, it was uh, four days worth of music. Saw a bunch of top-notch bands. Saw bands I never thought that I would see ever. And it was pretty cool. I won't go on too much about it. Um, we did a special episode from aftershock after night one with some of the attendees um and anybody could kind of check that out to get a recap of it but you know talking to you because you and i haven't talked about it at all but um you know it's always cool to see bands even even if you don't like every song that they put out it's like they they always have that one or two good songs that you like so there were plenty of those Mm -hmm. um bunch of bands that I've heard of that I've never seen in person. And one of the biggest standouts was butcher babies. I have never heard, heard of them. They totally demolished that show. Like in a good way, like they rocked the shit out of it, probably harder than a lot of typical dude bands would do. Like they, they, they rocked way harder. Um, they got the crowd going I mean, I saw nothing but crowd surfer after crowd surfer after they kind of got it going on one of their tracks. But, but the Butcher Babies are are awesome. They're fucking cool, and now I listen to them all the time. Um, Butcher Babies were cool. Obviously, saw Metallica twice. They played 
their first night because they played two nights. The first night was a medley of different Metallica songs through different eras. Um, so I got to see them play uh-huh. No Leaf Clover and For Whom the uh, Bell yeah. Tolls yeah. won. Um, and then the second night, they played the Black Album in its entirety. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. So, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was pretty sweet, too. Um, the Misfits were another one. I think that they stole the show on one of the nights that they played, which was a Thursday night. Fucking awesome. What what songs did 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 they did they play? Almost like, uh, out of the ones that you that you could pick out, almost everything from um, "Walk Among Us." Damn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, Glenn Danzig he he uh, kind of stopped and he talked to the crowd. Which I mean, he talked to the crowd for the most part. But um, one of my friends that was there, Brad, he was up close and he saw Glenn Danzig did do this but glenn he looked looked down at a screen which was like a teleprompter and it went through all their tracks so he was going through and he was like talking to the crowd which which songs do you want us to play um we have a lot of songs he started naming off these songs and he's like you just cheer for whichever one and he went through and went through and went through like song after song after song after song he's like you got a a bunch of songs we're old kind of thing and it was pretty funny but (laughs) They, they pretty much let the crowd choose what songs that they want to hear. And uh, at one point, I want—I really wanted to hear Astro Zombie, so that's like one of my favorite songs of theirs. And a, a group of guys that were not far from us, they started cheering Astro Zombies, and I started cheering too, or I started chanting Astro Zombies as well. And then Glenn Danzig's like, "I hear Astro Zombies over there." He's like, "Is that what you want us to play?" He's like, "If we play it, are you guys going to sing it?" And I even got this on video too, which will replay what I just said. And then they played it and everybody right. sang with it. And that was fucking, yeah, that was sick. The Misfits fucking rule. Did did uh, they happen to play, um, well, they, they probably played hi- hybrid moments, like, without a doubt, right? I'm sure, yeah. You could go back and check on the internet and see what tracks that they played. We took off after a certain amount of time because we had, you know, for transportation-wise. But for the most oh, yeah. part, we we did, we cut the whole show. Did uh, they happen to to play anything from from the the my 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 Michael Graves era, the famous Monsters album like uh, Lost in Space or um, Yeah, I, I th- uh, think they did. Scream. I think they did. I I would have to go back as I said too. For for the most yeah. part, they played Glenn Danzig era Misfits and like Anthrax was there too. Right. And, um, you know, like, as you know about Anthrax, they had their original singer, um, was named Joey Belladonna. Belladonna. Yeah. And then they had John Bush, which in my opinion is, is the superior Anthrax. And that's a fucking unpopular opinion to some, but I gravitated more towards the John Bush era of Anthrax, (laughs) which they did. They sang like Bordello of, of Blood. They played nothing and all kinds of shit with John Bush. And at the show that we, that we saw him at, at Aftershock, they, they didn't play a single John Bush era song. So it was pretty cool to see them, but I'm like, well, that's, that's not the version that I want to see. So hopefully one day I get to see the John Bush anthrax. Yeah. I, I mean that, that that's always the, the unfortunate, unfortunate part with like some of these old, older bands that, they they have line, line, line up changes like that is that 
Yeah. Like for 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 an example, like if we saw if we saw Van Van Halen, like yeah. of course I want to hear did some of the David Lee Roth stuff, but I also want to hear some some of the Sammy Hagar stuff too. I'd which, say you like ninety like percent Sammy Hagar. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say like ninety yeah, percent Sammy Hagar. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's just personal opinion. It's like a kill switch engage too. It's like you you either like the original singer or you like Howard Jones, and I like Howard Jones version of Kill Switch Engage. Way better. Yeah, though. Um, though I, I I think you know, speaking of Kill Kill Switch Engage, the cool thing with them is that is that uh, yeah, Howard's not the main or not the lead singer anymore, but he still shows up from from time to time in. Yeah, like he'll 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 show up at one of the shows and then he'll help sing or you know any of that. But um, if you haven't listened to the 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 Signal Fire, that's the one with uh, Jet Jet Jesse, the new lead singer. Yeah, and that's one of their best songs. Yeah, well, it is too, but it's just kind of weird, you know, like right. Well, yeah, you've I mean, got you're, your you're, favorite version. Howard, you have your your favorite versions of bands, and you just kind of stick with them and. And let's see, uh, you know, Butcher Babies were awesome. I said I saw Rise Against finally too, and I will say, fucking not, so yeah, but I saw him not shit based because I've told this story about <laughs> being shit based and seeing them in Deftones, and mm-hmm. like I remember only like two minutes of their whole set, and then I remember Deftones barely playing one song, shit based. So. It was cool to see them yeah. finally, and then to hear it all. Uh, and they sounded really fucking awesome too. Um, I think they, and it's hard to tell too because, like I said, I was shit based. So what I remember at the Ben show, his uh, singing, what kind of sounded off the the like the, the speakers kind of sounded like it was going in and out or something too. But that might have just been me. Well, uh, no, it's it's uh, funny that, that that you should mention that because like a, a, a bunch of Rise Against fans noticed that too. Like especially with this new album, how his his uh, vocals sound so much more clean, and yeah. I, I I think it's attributed to to like that that tour schedule that he 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 normally has like a raspy kind of like screech not screech but like kind of like a raspier singing singing voice gravelly yeah and that you know. And now, now, now that he's had time time to rest, and probably saw a vocal coach. Who, who knows? He's able to sustain it for longer, and it sounds better because of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. His his uh, singing voice like was top notch, even to the point where Ashley made the comment that he has one of the best uh, singing voices that she's heard our whole time at at aftershock and that was on the uh, fourth day so we saw tons of bands but she really liked his voice i'm like he's a good singer he's a good screamer too but i got to hear them play nowhere generation they played um, numbers yeah and i got to hear re-education which is one of my favorite songs of theirs my favorite song is give it all and for people that have never been to, to to Aftershock, it's there's three stages, and the bands play sometimes at the same time. Like two out of the three stages, there's a band playing at the exact same time, and most times they, they try to stagger so that they're like one's running like twenty minutes over the other one. So 
it's a it's a real pick and choose kind of thing like you have to time your your bands right it's like okay we could only watch this band for 30 minutes because we have to walk over to the other stage it's on the opposite end of the whole venue to catch it and to get a good spot so so it's not like you 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 get to watch the entire set unless you don't care where you stand for the next band if you don't give a shit and you, and you can stand in the very back then cool then do that but we always try to get like right it right in between not all the way at the front and all the, all the way in the back but just close enough to be able to see the whole stage and to hear it good um and it was crappy too i really wanted to see rise against play give it all but metallica was was playing next right right after him so i, I looked on the internet yeah, to see yeah. what their set lists were and it didn't say give it all on the last concert that they played but while i was while i walked over in the middle of the number or the nowhere generation, I could hear them start to play, give it all. And then they fucking played it. And I was not even close. And I was like, God damn it. I fucking missed it. Oh shit. Yeah. But you know, that's our, <laughs> yeah, it, that it's okay though. Yeah. That sucks. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a bit of a, a fiasco though. I mean, it was fucking crazy for anybody that's never been to a, a aftershock. It's an, it's an experience. You have to really love live events. You got to love rock. You've got to love all these bands because it's not really a cheap ticket either. I think we paid $365 before fees each ticket. Something like that. And yeah. I mean, that the sounds motel right. The hotel. Yeah. But you know, in the grand, in I mean, it, the, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's a it's a really stacked lineup like for all all four days too like i i have the the um post for it pulled up and yeah each, each day there's there's bands that that, that i want, want want to see again if i've already seen them yeah fucking like like august burns red they they fucking rocked if you never heard them i they're, can't say they're, i've heard any of them yeah, yeah they're pretty top notch um gojira like in my oh, yeah. opinion, one of the top bands right now. Yeah, one of the top bands. Period. Like they're super hard and super good. They put on a good show too. Um, but yeah, so we got done with that. Well, then and I, I we'll mean, see. the Mudvayne was there too, which for for me that that yeah, would have I mean, been that would have been the one I was waiting for the, for the whole time. Yeah, they. Just like every band, they've they've aged, but not in a bad way either. Their their stage show is pretty cool, and like he stopped and spoke to the crowd. And um, at, at one point, he was like, "I think he made a comment about how it's been so long since we've had concerts and all that stuff like that." And it's it's kind of weird, but like he wanted everybody. He's like, "All right, I want you to stop and turn turn." give the guy or person in back of you a a high five or whatever and then the person in front of you and all snap just to kind of break the ice and not m- make it so strange so like that was pretty cool and then and then they obviously played all of their hits and then right after them is misfit so they didn't even headline that was pretty awesome um uh, i i i see that um Suicidal ten- tendencies. What was on there too? Did did they or if you saw it, did they play um in institutionalized? Because when I saw them with um 
I think it was Bear, Beartooth and then Suicidal Tendencies and then Slipknot. They didn't play uh, Institutionalized and everyone around me was like, what the fuck? They didn't play it? Well, no, I did not see them. I think I was seeing Butcher Babies at that time, I, I think. Um, no, they didn't. So I have no clue, but I do find that very strange that some bands won't play their fucking hits like their their main hit. Like you should always have that as your finale. Like I don't understand the whole thought process between not playing it. Like remember, John, when we saw when we we went to the uh, Sabroso Fest and Against Me didn't play uh, Thrash and Real. Oh yeah, I, I I I was I was legit really drunk for that, so I I barely remember like all, all the bands that we saw. But okay. yeah, now now that now that, I, now that I think about it, yeah, they didn't play that. Yeah, they didn't play it, and that's like arguably their biggest hit. I mean, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I I mean, for I I I, I mean, I'll say this: like, I'm I'm sure that they they that they have other songs that people would consider like their main songs. But for me, I haven't heard a lot a lot of them. But yeah, that's I'd I'd say like they're they're one of their best songs. Yeah, I mean, it's one of their biggest hits. The other one being would be like I was a teenage anarchist. They play that one a lot over here on the station over here, and they played that, but. Yeah, that was kind of crap too. I felt kind of cheated, you know, out of that one. Um, we we saw Seether at Aftershock. They didn't play Words as Weapons, and that's one of their biggest hits too. Yeah, they didn't play it. So, so we did see them in 2019, I believe, and they played it then. Well, now they they came back for this one because a lot of bands dropped out of it um, for COVID concerns. Um, So they, so they, they jumped on it, even though they weren't originally supposed to be at at Aftershock. But the last time that I saw them at Aftershock, I was in the merch booth waiting to buy some shirts. And so like I had to watch them from like very far back and I saw them play that. But this time I wanted to make it a point where I was close enough to actually see them play it, play it. And I was pretty hopeful that they were going to play it and very stoked. And then they didn't. And again, it was like, what the fuck, dude? That's that's one of your biggest fucking hits. Play it. Right. Yeah. That I, I mean, that, that that reminds me of when me, me and uh, Chris, our, our oldest brother, went to see um, Tesla at Spirit, Spirit Mountain. Um, I wasn't really familiar with any of their stuff besides the one album that I listened to, which was more of like a like a comeback album or something. But uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for them to hear one song from it. Um, it's called uh, "I Want to Live Be- Before I Die," and that that one's just like a good like rock song, high high mm-hmm. intensity. Yeah. And they they didn't play it, but they kind of stuck to like some softer stuff too. Yeah. So like, oh fuck, you guys get a you know, swapped out at least one of those for it. I just don't really get the thought process behind that. And I'm sure these bands have a purpose for not playing their biggest hit, but still, you know, there's people that pay good money to go see uh, hits being played. Um, right. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I see that, uh, that uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Mastodon was on there. Did they, did they um, play or did, did you see them? No, 
I missed them too. I don't I don't even know what so when they um when they announced the aftershock, they also announced a schedule for what stage the bands are playing at and what times. And right now I just pulled it up. So at that yeah, at that time, uh Mastodon was playing at five twenty to six oh five. Well, Pennywise got done at five twenty. And Yellow Wolf was playing at quarter till six while Ashley wanted to see Yellow Wolf. So we bypassed them and I went and stood with her as she watched it. And then Social Distortion was playing around the same time as Yellow Wolf. So I split off and went and watched them. So we totally bypassed Mastodon altogether. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking crazy. It's like you see all these these groups that it's like you'll you don't think that you'll ever see, you know. And if you were to like add up the amount of money that it would cost to see all these bands in, individually, it's way it's way over three sixty five. I mean, a Metallica ticket alone is like a hundred and something bucks by itself. Yep, and then I mean, just like standard concert rate is like thirty five. Well, 30 to 35, I'd say, is a normal concert rate. Like if you're at like the Roseland or something, probably 45 to 55 at the at the Moda. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny, too. Um, so I don't know if anyone's aware of it, but I'll quickly go into it. Um, so Machine Gun Kelly was there. And <laughs> yeah. Ashley really wanted to see Machine Gun Kelly, and I I wanted to make sure she went and saw it, no matter if I liked him or not. You know, it's like it's it's not all about me. Like, there's tons of bands that I'm gonna get to see, but she only wants a few. So it's like, all right, we'll go watch um, Machine Gun Kelly play on the condition that when he comes out, I was gonna start to fucking boo, which I did. But so. For anyone that's not aware of the Machine Gun Kelly drama, uh, he had Corey Taylor on one of his new uh, tracks for his new album or whatever. And Travis Barker's involved in this too. He's like the go-to in-between guy. Apparently, like I just read the text messages between them all. So the gist of the story is that Corey Taylor was asked by MGK to sing on one of his tracks or something like that. So. So he did. He sent it over. Um, and I think it went straight through Travis Barker and then to Machine Gun Kelly. Well, Machine Gun Kelly wanted um, Corey Taylor to add additional uh, vocals on either the same song or some other song. But, and that that may not be right. It may be he wanted him to do, to do something else on that track that he sent his... Uh, vocals too but basically machine gun kelly wanted it to be done in this other style and he had all these thoughts and notes on it well Corey taylor and this is done in a really respective way too you you could read the text messages he he declined to add additional tracks saying that he's not the right guy for it he thanks him for the opportunity and he said, basically, like, if you need help finding somebody, I'm more than happy to help. And it was just this whole thing. It was just respectful, like super respectful, which is, you know, the trait of an adult dude. Um, so Machine Gun Kelly 
must have got pissed off or something like that because at one of his concerts he spotted a kid in a slipknot shirt i believe and he stopped the show and said something to the effect of i'm glad i'm not a 50 year old dude wearing a fucking mask on stage which is a knock to Corey taylor okay so that spread around to the rock community and the well aftershock being a notoriously hard rock you know a heavy band show uh, Slipknot's played there quite a few times, and we just saw them last the twenty nineteen show, I believe. So we're a Slipknot community at at AfterShock. We're not a Machine Gun Kelly community. We're a Slipknot community. Well, a lot of bands have they chimed in, and including Seether too, which played the night before Machine Gun Kelly, and he even made it a point to remind everybody that you know what to do when Squirt Gun comes on stage. <laughs> so nice. yeah so he reminded everybody so when the time came for machine gun kelly we're like okay we'll see how long this goes on for well he comes out immediately it was like a quarter of the audience that were in front were machine gun kelly well the other three quarters were fucking slipknot fans so once they started once he was starting to come out on stage it's like the fucking boo and like all the fuck you uh started well he and, you know, it's credit to him. You know, he he played the whole show. But um, so he started to walk through the crowd to the state, to the uh, uh, tent where all the soundboards are. So he started to walk through. And from our vantage point, you could see the cup starting to fly. And I think one of them even hit him. Well, he, he climbs up and goes on top. And it's like a good 10, 15 feet. And we were we're sitting there staring at him. And then all of a sudden, like overhead, there's like a fucking good two, three feet long tree branch fucking flying overhead. And it doesn't come close Jeez. to them either. They, they, they missed by like a good 10 feet. And, I, and I'm sure it, it hit some kid right in his face or some shit. And, um, and then it's like, there's, there's all these other cups and bottles flying. And like, I see one cup hits this girl and she fucking, she was staring at him and hit her in the back and got her all wet. And she turns around and she's like, what the fuck? And, um, yeah, just the cups go flying and he even stops and says, you know, that you're like aim sucks and he flips people off and starts thanking for his fans. And he's like, everyone else kind of like, fuck you kind of thing. So that was Jeez. like one of the highlights of the, the, the whole show <laughs> to see how that whole machine gun Kelly, like Epic was going to happen or that was going to play out. Uh, yeah, it was insane. It was, I mean, but you don't enter the rock community and come out with guns blazing and target and go to war with one of the most respected fucking front men of our time and talk shit to him and not, not expect to get any shit back. But in general, you just don't do that, though. Like, we 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 get that he comes from a community where that's all the, these hip-hop fucking guys do is they talk shit to each other over the internet. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they just yeah. go back and forth because it's commonplace. And, you know, sweet. Stick to that. But don't come in here in a grown man's genre and try to do that. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, that. I think that's one of the main issues that that, that I have with, with that, that whole thing is that is that Machine Gun Kelly made this whole whole genre change. Like even I, I I wouldn't say like glamorizing the look, but he's taking it to like another level, like a rap, like, you know, a person with a hip hop and rap, rap, rap background would. Um, yeah. No offense to anyone, but he's. I, I wouldn't say bastardizing it, but that's essentially what he's doing doing in my eyes. And it just it's just so much worse when when he drags his like hip hop and rap drama background into it. Like yeah, he's, he's he he's he's drawing attention to himself, mm-hmm. which I guess in his mind any publicity is good pu- publicity. I mean, but, sure. Um, it's like that that line from from uh, Wedding Crashers when Vince Vaughn says, um, "You're you're drawing attention to yourself, but in a negative way." Yeah, draw attention to yourself, but on on your own terms. Like, right? Don't involve. Yeah, you know, just. I mean, he, he yeah he he picked the wrong community to pull his shit with. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, and I made the comment to like Ashley too. Try to try to kind of be on the other side of the fence too, like not definitely not defending, defending him at all. But I basically said like he, he could have came in, kept his trap shut, played whatever style of rock he thinks he's playing, gave it a bunch of years. He could have put in his time, went and played all the festivals, um, you know, fucking starting to earn some credibility and then maybe develop a hard rock style and, and, you know, started to play with all these other bands and collabed with them and did it that way. And at the end, if, if, if a bunch of time had gone by fucking years, then I'd say, all right, cool. Yeah. He, he, um, he did it, you know, he's, Right. He belongs now at Aftershock. He belongs on stage with all his bands. He's actually got some good tracks. But you give him too much, I wouldn't say credit at all, but but the 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 expectations of him doing that were not very high. Like I didn't have high expectations in the, in the first place. And here he did and right. he proved every proved everybody right. Mhm. So I, I I mean when when I first when 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 I first saw saw him make make the 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 change it, it was when he uploaded his cover of um of Misery Business by Paramore onto YouTube and then I watched it with with my wife and I was like his, his voice is actually good for for this like it it works like I I wouldn't mind hear, hear, hearing more but just all all of his antics and shit like I, I don't even care to to try try and listen listen to his stuff like yeah if he would have just stayed cool and not not tried to start any drama like yeah i i, I might might have might 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 have been interested in seeing seeing him or you know some any, anything like that yeah but, but it's yeah, like i mean if he cut it out then sure, but it's it i don't know it feels it feels like it's a little too late now yeah it is it is he definitely had a chance and he blew it like off the bat from the get go yeah you know i mean it's not I like his, I, I was just saying that it's not it's not like 
it's not like I had high expectations of his uh, style anyways. You know, I mean, it's it's not it's not like hard rock. It's just like it's like it's like well, it's a uh, pop. It's like, yeah. Rock for like <coughs> teens, basically. You know, um, yeah, which I, I mean, I, 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 a lot of the bands that, that I listen to are pop punk, like Sil- Silverstein, um, Bayside, uh, so, like the, the, those types of bands. And yeah, the thing about it too is that, like, when I was at that age, like as a teen, teen, teenager, when like the emo genre rolled around, it was the same time that pop punk was rising up quickly, and yeah. I never cared for it. I never cared for 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 the style. Um, right. A few songs would be like, "Oh, damn, this is pretty good." Um, a lot of those bands have grown out of that style. Like they're all like, I mean, Silverstein for for example, they definitely have like more of a grown grown up style to to their look and to their songs. Yeah, and Machine Gun Kelly, he's coming into it really late, and he's yeah. going with a look that you would have seen in 2003. Like it just seems like it's really forced and that it just doesn't work for, for that. Exactly. That's exactly what it was too. And that was evident at the show too. his uh, style and his clothes and everything that that's pretty spot on. Um, speaking of that style though, we went and this is, um, yesterday. So Saturday we went and saw Jimmy rolled with taking back Sunday. Oh yeah, fuck. Um, I, you know, I'm not. I wasn't really too much into Taking Back Sunday's uh, style, and then I, th- I think uh, it's a, it's a lot like that style we just talked about, that pop punk. Yeah, um, you know, they're not too hard, but they play that upbeat kind of stuff, and you know, so we sat through that. It was pretty cold outside. Had a bunch of drinks and all that kind of shit, but I really wanted to see Jimmy Eat Roll play. Uh, sweetness, because that's one yeah. of my favorite tracks, like of all time. And every time it comes on, I crank it up and all that kind of stuff. So they played it, and that was cool. And I think that that's that concert was the end of our concert season for this year too. We don't have anything coming up, but it was a good one. Um, but one of the standouts was the fucking horrible toilets that they fucking had. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean I saw your post about it. Yeah, so I I posted about it and my observation was that we went to like aftershock for like fucking forty thousand people probably, and you know there's probably a hundred or so fucking porta potties, and every single one that I went into it just looked like the occasional dribble of 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 a pee like on the floor. There was like whole pile of fucking crap like in the toilet, not once. God. Yeah, not once at aftershock, and we're and we're talking a ten-hour day twice, like a nine-hour day once. I mean, a lot of people, bunch of food, bunch of drinks. Not once did I ever have a bad experience in the 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 toilets there. We go to Bend for Jimmy Eat Rolled, which is a like not even for hard people. It's like a bunch of bunch of hipsters at the concert, a bunch of older people that re- grew up with Jimmy Eat Rolled, a bunch of older people. Yeah, it's, like, it's about my age, yeah, 29, yeah. 30, 31. Yeah, very, very calm. Very fucking calm. People were sitting down. And I went to the bathroom twice, and both times, man, like my post said, it looked like somebody was on a binger 
of Taco Bell for four days fucking straight, and one and when they have to go to the bathroom, they just aim for the the space right next to the toilet, not even on the seat or or anywhere close, and it's just everywhere. And that was twice, two different toilets. And I was just thinking, how fucking disgusting are you people? Like, this is ridiculous, Bend, Oregon. Fucking whoever that one or two people are, whatever it, it was. How fucking gross, man. How yeah, how disgusting. Crazy. And yeah, how, how fucking, how fucking stupid, man, do you got to be to do that? It's like the only excuse that you have is you're coming off a of heroin and you can't control yourself. There's no other excuse for that shit. Because... Yeah. Every girl in there, they they've got to pee different than us. So it's like, dude, fucking horrible, and that just ruined the whole fucking thing too. I'm like, that's that's gross. You're disgusting, people. <laughs> Shame on you. That's um, gonna be on, my. Uh, that's my idiot of the fucking week story. That's that's for one or two people. That's the, you're an idiot. All right. Yeah, that 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 that'll that'll rank rank up there for for quite quite a bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> on on uh, on a side side note, um, uh, this this last Friday, the new Ice Mine Kills album released. But before that, I got a notification that um, Taking Back Sunday did a cover of my 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 name is Jonas. Actually, we saw them play. It's it. pretty good. Pretty good. They they played it. Yeah, they played it. They played it unannounced too. I was like, "Oh fuck, I know what this is." Oh fuck, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- I just, just saw, cool. saw that, that they put, put out the cover for it. Yeah, yep, yeah. God, that was a good surprise. Um, yeah. Uh, so you told me to but, download but yeah. the new Ice Nine Kills. I I listened to it, but you give your thoughts on it first. I, I mean, I'm still pretty pretty new when when it, when it comes to Ice Nine Kills. I mean, they've been around since like. 2006 but i didn't catch on to them until they put out the silver scream album um i fucking love it like it as as a horror fan i i immediately recognize the the songs and i think that the way that spencer the lead singer writes them is genius like um the lyrics don't feel overdone like they're Telling, telling, telling the story from like a certain point point of view, and the songs are just catchy as hell. Like they they do that so well too. As as a as a metalcore band and former, I guess pop punk or emo band, depending on um, which year you're you're listening to. Yeah. I think they've been able to kind of grow grow up with with, with those met, met melodies and. Just hammer out some some really good songs. That um, I mean, yeah, the the whole album I'll say is just perfect in, in my opinion. But as of right now, the shower scene, the box, and fly are probably in my top three on on, on the album. And um, the shower scene, of, of course, is for Psycho. Uh, yeah. Fly is for the Fly, or Jeffrey Je- Jeff Goldblum, and the box, of course, is Hell- Hellraiser. Yeah. So, so you're you're more familiar with Ice Nine Kills. I'm I'm not at all. I think that you started talking about them like maybe l- last year to me and told me to check out some songs, and then I did. And 
the one thing I noticed off the bat was that they do have uh, character-centered tracks that they sing about, like fucking horror film icons and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do they... Is that the way that the band has always been, or have they made like their own original stuff that's not about a character? Um, it, it it's hard to say. I mean, I aside from the silver silver scream went went into. I've only listened to some of their first album, and it seems it seems like they've they've kind of kept kept up with with the horror genre the the whole time. Maybe because there there's a song from from the the Exorcist on the third album previously oh so yeah i i don't know i i think that that they've yeah they've been able to i don't know i guess refine it and make, make it more more noticeable yeah well my first impression but, um, of wait with their their wait with their with their uh mu- mu- music videos they they put put them out but they're like a mini series as well like it's all part of like one one bigger event like you pretty much need to watch um the first uh, silver silver scream set, set of songs. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, shit, I can't remember which one it is, but the last song in in that like video series is from it. So uh-huh. th- this one is um, from American Psycho. Then there's one for Resident Evil. Then there's the one for uh, Child's Play. Those are like the three that they've put out so far, and then. Each each video end, ends with like a overarching story. Hmm. So yeah, they they kind of come off to me as like a rock opera, Peter Bretter from Forgetting Sarah Marshall kind of style. Like they're singing about some certain thing, you know. So I mean, you've you've definitely got to be into uh, horror films. You've got to be into that style. Like I don't think that therefore everybody like you've got to genuinely be into all that kind of stuff to really appreciate what they're all about and the songs that they make and that kind of stuff. And for me, you know, it's like a hit or miss. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool. They have a couple of good tracks off it that I, I could see myself checking out a couple of times, but for the most part, it was, yeah, just, fair. yeah, for the most part, it was almost just like they're telling a story like from a film. And then, you, you know, you could obviously, picture in your mind what's going on and and see the characters so they're kind of like a niche band in my opinion yeah i i, I mean the the I, I think the interesting thing too is that the their lineup has changed so much that i think spencer is the only original member now but jeez this this new 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 group that 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 he has um they're they're all just they all do that craft like really well especially like the guitar players um dan and uh keep on wanting to say jimmy but that's not it uh but yeah the 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 guitar players are good like with the screams and backing vocals and then dan with his with his uh so- solos and shit and then pat patrick yeah. on the drums he has some really good drum- drumming parts in there yeah, and then yeah, their 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 bass player like you can definitely hear hear his r- rhythm in the bass pretty well too. Yeah, overall it was it was pretty good, but again, it's it's you've got to be super into that kind of shit. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance, but 
well, first off, have you played the Batman Arkham video games? I've only played some of um, Arkham Asylum and some of Arkham City, but that's about it. I, I n- never got to actually go go that that far with them. Okay, so I've I've, I've beat the first two. I'm I'm towards the end of beating Arkham Knight, and 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 that game is where it really picks up graphic wise play 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 wise and the things that you're able to do so that's like this the like the superior batman but did you get a chance to watch the new batman v batman trailer the pattinson one not yet man man, i've i've not been (laughs) this pumped about a a trailer or a film in general because having been playing those Arkham games. The the Penguin, Colin Farrell's Penguin, is like straight out of the fucking game. It's like that version of Penguin, and he he hits it so fucking spot on. The action looks intense. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Cap looks 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 amazing. The like action oh, yeah. in general, and even Ashley too. She's like, holy shit! It looks like your video game. I was like, yeah. That's why I'm so pumped. Dang. It's it's just like I'm fucking watching my, my game, which is like the superior Batman. So these these games, like I was into Batman, and then I got turned off by him by the whole prep time and this oversaturation of Batman and all that kind of stuff. These games brought me back to a Batman fan, like hardcore, like this version of of Batman in the video games and this film. Is just like I'm. I'm. I'm watching a screen version of my video games, and I've just never been so pumped for a film in a long time. Yeah, I, I'm. I've, I mean, I've already been pumped for for it since like that that first trailer with, with the the music too. Yeah, they played um, again. Yeah, but I'll, slower. I'll have to try to check out the next one. Yep. It's it's just insane. Like Colin Farrell's Penguin, as I said, straight out of the fucking game, and man amazing like that that film i don't care if it's if it's not part of the dceu main storyline of what you know the whole superman justice league and all that kind of stuff right and i don't know where 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 it actually is gonna fall into as far as if it's connected or not if it's like in like a a um if the flash is going to cross over and do it or what, you know, that whole thing. Like I have no clue, but as far as like being its own thing, I think this is going to be the superior Batman film. I think this is going to decimate all the other DCEU films. I hope so. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking at the cast. Yeah. I'm looking at the cast right now too. And I saw that uh, Paul Dano is, is the Riddler. I think that's a pretty good choice. And then Andy Serkis as Pennywise. And not, John not John Tuturo as Carmine Johnson. It or, is a penny uh, Alfred Pennyworth. I was yes. looking at the pen, Penny. Alfred, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, see that uh, Char- 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 Charlie Carver is in there, too. Is he? I didn't even see that shit. Yeah. Oh, nice. It, it, they, they, they don't have a name accredited to him, but yeah, he's he's on the cast. I bet he'll play like a cop or something like that that gets killed. I don't know. I, I I feel like he's he's just big, big enough that that they'll even like just give him like a cameo, like say say he 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 was supposed to be um, uh, Jason Todd or something. 
because yeah. it, it, it isn't there there a part where they show where where, where they show uh J- jason's jason's uh outfit all jokered up i i have not seen that and i don't think so isn't that part of the whole justice league batman version one that's that's that suit i I I, I could have sworn that 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 they showed it in 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 this one. So that, if they did, I didn't catch it. Standing in, in the back cave, and then he looks at it in the glass. So that I don't know. I I I, I have no clue. But the patents in Batman. I mean, he looks pretty young too. So, but at this point, I've got no clue. Yeah, I have no clue. I just only seen the two trailers and. That's as far as I've gone, but my thought on the whole thing is that I have huge high hopes for the penguin in this only because I know he's going to be beside, you know, there's the two bad guys in there, but he's going to be one of the main ones and Colin Farrell's a big actor and stuff. So so they're going to give him the screen time. They're going to give him hopefully the storyline that's going to show him as one of the best bad guys out there. And, you know, like everybody's all stuck on Heath as Joker. And I made my opinions on that clear that that it was good. I just that wasn't the Joker that I, I wanted to see, not the version of it that I wanted to see. This Colin right. Farrell Penguin is the version of Penguin I want to see, because like I said, it's straight out of, the, out of the video games. And I know how 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 good they did with those games and the, and all the bad guys in it. And it's like, it's like you're going to see some shit and I hope they, they do it justice. And I hope Colin Farrell, you know, he, he does a good enough job in it to where people will start talking about, about his portrayal as penguin as one of the best portrayals of any Joker or of any bad guy of Batman that they've Mm -hmm. ever seen. Like, I really hope that's all they, talk about yeah I, I i hope so i mean we haven't well i mean aside from Go- gotham um what what was his his name portrayed the penguin in there and i i thought that was a good good one too um you know that's a show where you where you could span it out for a bunch of episodes a bunch of hours whereas this they only have whatever the time is two hours yeah Oh, it was uh, Robin Lord Taylor. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's a that's a different interpretation of Penguin. This is the Penguin from the video games, where he has that accent, he has the the same look, the same character design. Way different, totally different. Yeah, they're they're they've modeled these after that game. I could I could fucking tell, and it, and it's a good choice by them too. I'm glad they did this and. And if it's not apparent, I'm super pumped. If only because I'm in the middle of still playing the whole games. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean that's part part of it too, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that's about all that's been going on during the uh, hiatus, as far as as far as me goes. Yeah, I mean for for me, it's it's just been uh, mostly work, but I did get time to. Sit, sit, sit down and watch uh, Mid, Mid, Midnight Mass, um, directed by uh, Mike Flan- Flanagan, uh, the director for Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. Um, so I, I wasn't sure about it at first, because I, it, it just seemed, seemed like another 
like cult type 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 of show. So I was like, eh, it might be good. You know, this might not be for me. But uh, I think after the first episode, I was like, all right, well, we're we're gonna binge this one. So that's how that 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 went. And um, yeah, it it held held up the the whole way through. It was it was just a whole. I don't know. I, I can't really say too much about it without spoiling it. You know, it, but it's one that you should watch. And uh, whatever you think it is, is probably not it. <laughs> What's it called again? Midnight Mass. That's a show? Or is that a film? Yeah, it's on It's on that Netflix. I think it's six or seven episodes. Eight. Yeah. I may have skimmed through and seen it, uh, but I just haven't stopped and checked it out. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, is um, it- I, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed it a, a lot. Um, in fact, after like the first episode, I even told told my wife, I was like, "This reminds me of the, this movie for like this reason," and I was pretty much spot spot on with it. But I like how they handled everything. Yeah. Mm, well, um, so yeah, watched watched that one, and then uh, binge watched um, Squid Game. Which you should definitely watch that one. It's it's a good it's a good show about uh, morality and like what you would really do in a certain situation. But um, yeah, it's a it's a show show that kind of like messes with you for for sure for for that that reason. Well, I'm sure, but I haven't g- given in to peer pressure yet. And there's even a meme out there that's like, if you haven't watched Squid Game pure pressure don't have shit on you i'm like yeah that's true because <laughs> i haven't i haven't even watched it i haven't even added it to my fa- favorites at all it's like yeah i've i've bypassed a bunch of shit and i'm sure it's good and i'll watch it eventually but it's just like once we start watching one show we we tend to stick to that one show until it's all the way done and we've barely started uh Shippuden. So yeah, we've got a well, long yeah, that's way to go. Gonna be like a few months. Yeah, it's going to be a long Actually, way to go. So. I don't know. Well, yeah. it will because it's not like we average six episodes a night. It's like sometimes we only watch one and then watch another one the next day. Whereas when I watched it the first time, I was like six episodes a night, sometimes twelve. So it's it's going to be a long while before I watch Squid Game. But yeah, that's all everybody's talking about but then again i've heard about it for a while before it got really big i just didn't really watch it still yeah it it, it's good i mean like there there were actually some scenes in there like i I was actually dread dreading when 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 that moment came came up Hmm. um mainly because i can't in like the short time that you get to know know the characters like some of them you really um you really don't want anything bad to happen to (laughs) Yeah. So that that that's the whole thing too. What's that one film? Is it called Feast? I don't know if it's called if it's Feast where it was that might have been. It was like there's like a part three or something like that. It was like you think that one guy is gonna be the main good guy and then he gets killed like in a minute or something like that. Is that that film that really oh, yeah, crazy yeah. one? Feast. Holy yeah, shit. That, man. that was like in the first that was in like the first what five minutes? Yeah, it was like it was like <laughs> yeah, it was like all oh, this it's craziness. Kate, like 
chaos and were they creatures because i only watched it one time it's like they were like some kind of creatures or something like that right yeah i the the third and the third one the ending had me so confused as to what the hell happened but yeah there's some like weird alien monster type type of creature that like rapidly reproduces yeah and then there's people that are holed up in like a a bar or a fucking whorehouse or something like that and it's like this this cast of characters there's like this yeah there's like this cast of characters where you like you you know you get to know them off the bat and then all of a sudden they die one by one it's like the new the new people they come in and it's like oh shit this is the the main good guy he's like coming in with guns blazing well he's dead in a minute and on and on and on like even up to the uh he 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 even says like right before his his death like they're they're asking him who he is and then he's like i i'm the guy that's gonna save your ass and then yeah he just gets his head bitten off (laughs) yeah i was like what the fuck is going on and then even up to the very end too i think it i think it ends spoilers for anyone that that hasn't seen it and you should really watch it because it's old but I think the I think the That's end right. ends yeah, with like a big like robot like enters the screen and like steps on something or something like that. Yeah, yeah. At the end of part part three, like I, I think they just escaped the monsters or they they had just killed them. All of a sudden, the I think it was the main character. She gets fucking squished by this gigantic <laughs> robot leg that and, comes yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? What the fuck just happened? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but it's also really di- disgusting. Yeah, it is, but it's like it's it was a good change of pace from the typical point A to point B story. Shit kept you. Yeah, did, didn't didn't uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Matt Damon uh, produce that too? I. That I don't know. Maybe didn't um. Let me look. Wasn't wasn't one of the actors Jay from Jay and Silent Bob? Jason Muse. It was, and I th- I think he got his face melted off. Yeah, I think he's like playing fucking pool or something like that, and he dies. Or I don't know. It, it, it's been a while since I watched it, but it's just fucking pure craziness. Let's see, yeah, the ex- executive producers were Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Chris Moore, Wes Craven, and the Maloof family. Yeah. That's well, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, they... Oh, uh, Henry Rollins came out in there, too. Oh, uh, Did he play the main, main the main good guy that got killed, or was he like the bartender or something? Something. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember so either. long since I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for anyone that hasn't seen it, go check out one, two, and the third one. Um, they just I think it was get crazier as the, it goes along. Happy ending or happy finish? Yeah, yeah. The part part two is called Sloppy Seconds. Sloppy Seconds, yeah. Yeah, came out in two thousand five. So yeah, like I just remember going to Blockbuster because here in Central Oregon we have the last Blockbuster I think on Earth. Oh, yeah. Um. But I used to go there, and for anyone that's been to Blockbuster, you know that they have like their cheap, like one ninety nine. You could buy the DVD for two bucks or five for twenty or whatever deals. 
um, you know, and they don't come in the original can, uh, d- DVD case with like the art. So it's just like the disc itself. Well, I think I found one, two, and three. So that was included in my f- my tw- my twenty dollar five DVD purchase. So I I watched them all within a few days. Um, like I doubt you could find them for that cheap anymore unless you drive over to blockbuster here in bend but chances are they won't have it since they're so old but should definitely check them out yeah and when once again they're pretty disgusting especially as as the the movies go on so if you've got a weak stomach watch out for that too yeah the chaos so (laughs) anything else that's been going on or getting close to wrapping um See, we we've been uh, watching the next season of You, which if you haven't seen it, that one is pretty intense too. It fo- follows the main character Joe. He's um kind of not really a sociopath, but he's like a really hardcore stalker, and it just follows his point point of view as he stalks um his in interests at, at at the time. But the way that they make it it's like you kind of side with with him and how he like rationalizes all the things that, that he's doing okay so it's just dexter yeah i mean this is a really good really good series too huh so we're just about finished with it i think we have like two or two episodes left i think is that on netflix too of course yeah well we bounce around from all like other shit, like streaming services, but most of it's, well, it's, it's not really entirely that we watch Netflix. Cause now we got to watch Shaputin on Hulu. So, um, we bounce around a lot. You know what? I've actually got another candidate for idiot of the week. And this idiot is Facebook as a whole. Uh-huh. So, well, this just happened this, this afternoon. Um, I made a post about the story that, that I told about the, the bathrooms at the Jimmy roll concert. Well, a female friend of mine, um, which, you know, I met, I met her at the comic con. She's a artist. Um, she, she commented on my post which i didn't see because facebook had taken it down almost immediately when she hit fucking send she commented that uh and this is from a girl that girls are the worst in the bathrooms and that's her opinion that's her statement that's fine you know it doesn't that wasn't in my in my opinion bad enough to have any like action against her well facebook banned her for 24 hours over that comment okay wow not yeah not long after that she she um messaged she messaged me on messenger and told me that not in like she's like butthurt about it or anything but just like yeah that's fucking stupid so like i i posted not long after that a few minutes after that a post that was basically saying like this is gonna get probably taken down i'm gonna get banned for it a day but this is the story and i even typed in the same words that she used in quotes uh, saying that girls are the worst in the bathrooms 
that was her quote. Well, I typed it in. Facebook hasn't taken down my post. So it's like, what the fuck is going on? Someone reported it? Uh, Nobody was following my post, but a a few people, and they're not the type to to report anything. Well, so it's like, Hmm. you know, what the fuck is going on with that shit? So, yeah, Facebook as a whole, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Get your shit straightened (laughs) out. Yeah. And, you know, here we are like hours after that and it's still up. I'm still able to get on and comment and all kinds of shit. So how fucking stupid are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I mean, their, 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 their algorithms are really weird. I mean, there, there'd be a lot of stuff that I, I'd report because it was just genuinely fuck, fuck up. And those people should be ashamed of themselves and it never gets reviewed or le- looked at. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. They, they got their priorities all fucking wrong. Um, and then I, it's funny. I, I, I messaged her a image of uh, Randy Marsh saying, I thought this was America, <laughs> which is pretty, f- yep. <laughs> Pretty pretty accurate, but anyway, um, yeah, guys, we're back on our bullshit again. We're gonna make it a priority to record more and get you some more content out. And um, again, too, if you have any suggestions on how we can improve anything, or you guys have a guest in mind you'd like us to try and go for, or you think someone would be good on our show or any comment in general, feel free to hit us up on one of our many social medias, which John will let you know where, where you, you could find us at. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can always find us on Facebook. Um, you know, search up you're an idiot podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, you're an idiot podcast and Twitter at you're an idiot PC. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, pretty much any audio podcast streaming um, streaming app. So, yeah, uh, give us a follow, give us comments. Um, I'll read whatever you guys send, really. So, you know, don't hold back. Yeah, don't hold back at all. We're not that type. We're not going to fucking censor you or ban you like fucking stupid ass Facebook does. Well, yeah, so. Yeah, that's fair. John will... Um, do this again here next week and see if we'll have a guest at that time or not but that's about it I think we're gonna wrap this bitch up alright guys we'll catch you next time yep see you guys uh yeah don't be an idiot don't be an idiot <laughs> alright later alright later